April 17, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro Show.
show happy saturday start off the show with giant steps john coltrane now this was the third take and it was fucked up you know even john coltrane blew clams people or somebody in the fucking band did so cut it short there then we had kiwi jr with tyler and uh brother matt's in the love grotto a couple miles south pleasure point here in pedro because quentin quarantino mode still but i am not totally man alone people because those estonian software engineers with their skype invention i got three of the four kiwi junior members with me jg brian brohan welcome aboard hey what pleasure to be here yeah absolutely thanks for having us now are are y'all toronto yeah that's right okay the big town smoke yeah it's a good town i've always had good gigs there it's the first place i played I saw you in Toronto once. Yeah, but I played there a bunch. And the Minuteman, you know, we did a, maybe it was with Black Flag, I guess. Anyway, this is about you guys. Who who wants to go first? Because uh, you got a new record out and stuff, and but I want to uh, kind of know your journey through music individually. So who's going to be Brave Man? Well, I'm the singer, so I'm probably okay. default into okay. that position. And, and that's you, Brian? This is Jeremy. Jeremy? JG. JG, JG, no disrespect. I'm just an asshole. Uh, oh no, a slow learner. I'm a slow learner. Okay, JG, uh, br- please bring your earliest musical recollection. Well, probably earliest uh, memories of music is just you know classic stuff like my dad playing records around the house. He always had a guitar, and we had a piano in our house, so I was always tinkering on that stuff. Um, oh, that's probably didn't find good music until I was like. <clears throat> 
14 or something like that. And that probably was around the same time as there was a, you know, um, the internet was getting better and I could download records and, and find new music that way. Um, we come from a small town and there was only one record store. Um, so it, it wasn't a cool uh, coming of age story where we would go to the record store and, and get recommended things. It was uh, mostly an internet thing for me, I think. Well, your Just pop, finding new music your pop, on Napster and shit like that. Your pop's music was your first impression on you. And then there's instruments in the pad. So that's bitching. And you said you jumped on them, what, a piano and a guitar? Yeah, and then, like, you know, I... Well, can Dad I ask has you, a great record ask... collection. There's always, like, Bob Dylan and Bowie and Beatles and Stones records. Um, can I playing... ask you about school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Yeah, I played the trumpet in the band. Oh, okay. And then, actually, I started... Um, when I got good enough at guitar, I joined the jazz band in high school. Well, when did... Were you on the trumpet before you were on the guitar? Were you on the guitar messing around with your fathers? yeah. But I, di I didn't start taking lessons and, and learning, like, real chords and stuff until I was, yeah, probably 13, 14. And you, what, you got um, from him or a teacher? No, no, no. I took from a teacher. Okay, and not school, a private. That's right, yeah. I took private lessons for probably four or five years. And what was it like? Well, was it like, here, I'll teach you this song off this record? Or is it like, here's the Alfred guitar easy method? I actually took lessons from a guy who's... He's from um, Jersey, but he came out of California. He went to GIT. And he oh, was like, Hollywood. Yeah. And um, he was like, you know, big into like Steve Vai and stuff like that. And, and I, <laughs> But he knew, you know, a million, he could sight read really well and knew all the chords and stuff. So I learned like I didn't get into sight reading too much. But yeah, you know, I, a lot of jazz chords well, and stuff like that. Well, you like must that. have learned some uh, reading for the trumpet, right? Yeah. For the yeah, OK, what about yeah, what about the first record? That. What about the first record you bought with your own money? Um, somebody asked me that in an interview recently, and, and I had to think about it for a while. Well, it's a lot it for Pedro's show. There's no hard questions, and there's no wrong answers. Probably, in reality, it was some bullshit compilation of radio songs or something. But That's the okay. CD I remember having around the house that I played a lot was the um, Oasis album, well, Morning. What's the story, Morning Glory? I asked about buying it with your own money, because when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So I'm always curious about that. What was the first gig you saw? I remember going to see a Sum 41 show when I was pretty young. That probably was like the first real concert. Okay. And, not, and you took some guitar lessons. So did you do the thing when school's out in the afternoon? The basement band, the garage band, the bedroom band? Oh, yeah. Constantly. What was the first one? Uh, first band I was ever in that played a show was called Toast. Okay. And we did like um, Green Day covers and stuff like that. No, no originals. Can you remember no. the first song you wrote? No. Okay. <laughs> but at that point, you were just copying. Me and Dee Boone learned that way, too. We copied off records. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the other guitar man, which is Brian, right? Yeah, that's right. Brian, your earliest musical recollection, please. Um, when I was, like, five, I think, uh... I was obsessed with the Paul Simon's Graceland tape. Uh, and any time my family would go on a road trip, I would uh, uh, I would request it be played side A, side B, and then side A, side B over and over again. Drove my parents pretty crazy, but um, you were yeah, I it. definitely <laughs> <laughs> right loop. We said George Hurley would say looping it. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And the tape goes over again. Side side B ends, just put side A on again. Right, right. Um, so that was my first sort of uh, obsession over a record, an album, I guess. Branded, um, branded on the brain. Uh, exactly. Was, was your pad? Was uh, was there instruments in the pad you grew up? Not really, to be honest. My family was uh, not very musical. Uh, my mom played a bit of piano, but there were no guitars or, or there was no piano in the house. Uh, when I was like probably thirteen, uh, my friend down the street had a guitar. Oh. So I used to just go to his house after school every day and uh, play his guitar until finally my parents realized that I was really into it. So they caved and bought me a little beater acoustic. Uh, oh, so banged cool. around on that for a while. And what about school? The the choir, or the marching band or shit like that? Uh, yeah, I, 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 when I was in grade nine, I joined the jazz band on guitar. Um, so that was my first sort of uh, experience with like other musicians and re reading music and, and all that stuff. So before that you were like self-taught or did you have a teacher like, uh, yeah, you know? around the same time I started taking guitar, weekly guitar lessons from a, a, a local, uh, Charlottetown guitarist. And, uh, he was great. He, he quickly got me into, um, like reading jazz standards, like out of the fake book. Yeah, sure. And uh, and and got me to like I used to bring songs in to have him uh, show me the riffs, and then he quickly got me to do it myself, kind of uh, in a way like train your uh, ear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, that's bitching. That's a great gift. Yeah, so he was just great for uh, that. make you do fucking exercises and shit like that. What what about the first record you bought with your own money? Um, like Jeremy was saying, it was probably like some compilation of uh, like. You know, hockey songs, jock jock jams, or something. <laughs> Hanson Brothers. What what, yeah. what about a first gig you saw? To be honest, the first like real concert I would have seen would have been uh, like a junior high school band. You know, I remember being pretty amazed at like I think when I was like probably twelve or thirteen, I would the like high school band would come play in our school cafeteria. And there would be like a big drum solo or a big guitar solo. And I remember being pretty blown away by that. I think it was really cool. Well, thank you for being honest. Now, now <laughs> did you do the thing with the bedroom band, garage band, basement band in the afternoon after school? Yeah, for sure. Me and my friends would, uh, there was three of us. So we had two guitars and a vocalist. And uh, we would learn covers. And eventually we played a, a backyard party i remember um did this band so, have a name no i don't think so okay. it, it never never really got off the ground it what was about that first a, was that first gig a success in the backyard we call those keggers here yeah yeah i remember um i think we were like 14 or something and uh yeah we played i think we played like a pearl jam cover and uh free fallen by tom petty and I just remember, like, as soon as it was over, my mom came and picked me up and I had to leave. <laughs> but you didn't get spit on or shit. So, okay. That's good. No. That's good. The, Look, the, I want to play uh, Guilty Party. The obvious answer is they just can't stand us. I can hardly stand to be stood up here at all. Catch me crying 
count one, slap your knees.
Little baby wants to be a star. But why don't you just say it? You're dead. And it's the gang controller. But baby, you're a bad friend. The pain that runs around in my heart. The pain of seeing who you truly are.
20,000 delegates Waiting for the old man Taking off the oven mitt Looking for the hot hand Tigers in the Coliseum Lions at the comfort end Rah, rah, Omaha Home of the husbands Don't blow your plain clothes cover Don't blow your plain clothes cover No trace evidence You can dismiss the case There's no proof that would stop That chunk of music started with Kiwi Jr. doing Guilty Party. Then Andy Kerr. He was the one who cannot be named, right? The sound man for the No Means No guys. But he moved to the Netherlands 25 years ago. This from his solo record. Sizes and Everything is the name of the tune. Andy Kerr, great cat. Marco Serrato and Raul Catezano in Seville, or Sevilla, Spain. Uh... Palo Santo. As I destroy another fucking language. Sorry for listening to people. Guided by voices, Bob Pollard, brand new. Sunshine Girl, hello. Mama's Prendon from D.C. area, Twilight Pink. Uh, Joe Cardamone, part nine of his uh, Quarantina series. Crushed Skull. And then some stuff from uh, Mothland. Live from Mothland, this compilation, I think it's Montreal, and I got from these cats, Red Mass, and uh, a lot of good bands from Canada, just recent, and this this band, uh, You Do Right, spelled trippy, The Moral Compass of self-driving, of a Self-Driving Car, and then Uburu with Stone Man, uh, Atsuko Chiba. A heretic of arrogance. 
And we'll play more of that stuff. All these bands were bitching. I guess it was a club or a label or something. They put together a comp during this uh, situation. Finally, Kiwi Jr. with Omaha. Who's been to Omaha? <laughs> no, I asked that because uh, D. Boone, uh, his father was from Nebraska, not Omaha, but not too far away. Johnny Carson was from Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Brohan, it's your turn. That's good and fucking loud. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Brohan. Please bring your earliest musical memory. Uh, early earliest musical memory is um, my dad. My dad played in like a folk choir at church, so I, I used to. Uh, whether I wanted to or not, I would see him perform every weekend at church. He played like an acoustic 12 string. And then uh, my older brother played like guitar, piano, and he played percussion in the school band. So I would just learn learn from them. You learn those instruments? Because you're the drummer man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I first, I didn't learn drums until very pretty recently. And uh, ah, I, I played... Okay. Yeah, yeah. because I think if you can play drums, you can play all that other shit. <laughs> you know, no, really. But you, you went the other way around. Okay, that's that's cool. Uh, what, what about, so you're playing the stuff that they had at home. Yeah, I just learned from my dad and my brother. That's, right. Yeah, just, yeah. And probably singing in church. You know, a lot of rock and rollers learn to sing in church. In yeah, the, in the old days, right? Church. Elvis yeah. and those people, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, what about the first record you bought for you, with your own money? Uh, I think the first record I bought with my own money was the Blue Out, Al- the Weezer Blue album, and I I only bought it because my friend's older brother had it, and I thought it was like a cool record to own. I don't know if I'd even had heard a song at that point. All right, and the first gig you <laughs> saw? Um. I don't remember exactly, but it was probably like an all ages show. I used to go to those when I was like, you know, 13, 12, 13. And they would have these like marathon all ages shows. So there'd be like 30 bands playing like all day at some like Legion or like a hall or something. And yeah. you would just go and you just hang out there for like hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. Great. What about uh, the school thing? Were you in the choir or the marching band or? No, I was too scared of uh, being a nerd. I didn't want to be a nerd. Okay. <laughs> Until later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not right away. Not... <laughs> Not right away. Until later. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so how'd you guys meet each other? Well, we're all from the same small town on the East Coast. But it so doesn't sound like... like... Yeah, but it doesn't sound like these bands that you guys had after school were in each other. You were playing no, with each but, other. But later, like, I was in a band when I was, like, 18, 19, and, and we shared uh, bills with Broen's band, things like that. What was your band, uh, Broen? I, d- I didn't ask about your, your after-school band. Uh, the band that I think Jeremy's talking about, I, I played in a lot of bands since I was like 12 or 13. And I think the band Jeremy's talking about is the Danks, I would assume. And you weren't, like, you weren't drumming yet? No, I was singing and I played guitar in, in that band. So did you pick up drums to play in Kiwi Junior? 
Yeah, yes. Wow. That's bitching. Yeah, okay. we needed a drummer, so. Sure, yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck it. You know? <laughs> if it rains lemons, make lemonade. If you if we're out of drummers or they blow up on you like Spinal Tap, it's <laughs> fucking your turn next. <laughs> Yeah, the stick man with the beat man. That's (laughs) hilarious how, you know, especially rhythm music, rock and roll, and like the hardest guy to find is the drummer man. (laughs) 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 Because that's kind of the heart and soul, right? Maybe. I guess uh, maybe bass player too. Uh, Okay, so JG, you saw Broan playing and you thought, man. I bet you that guy could play drums if he tried. <laughs> I don't know if it went down exactly like that, but Broen's, Broen's a, a bit older than me. So when I was like 18, yeah. Broen was probably like, you know, 21, 22, and he wore a leather jacket on stage, and his band, was, his band was the cool band in town. Yeah, yeah. And how'd you fit in, Brian? Um, I was kind of already gone to Toronto by that point so i'm a little bit of an outsider in that regard when you say east coast is it maritime yeah we all grew up uh in a, in a small province Fuck. Called, called yeah what hasn't even played out there yet i got it before i die but it's like a fucking hell ride <laughs> but one day i'm gonna do it halifax all that stuff okay okay you know, excuse me, I love your land, but I don't know every town and stuff, so I didn't re- realize. So that, that uh, I got to tell the listeners, we're talking a distance, people. It's, it's separated. I think they even got their own half-hour time zone. Yeah. Right? Atlantic Standard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, okay, so you already bailed, so they didn't find you until they moved to the big town, too. Yeah, we basically, the four of us all slowly made our way to Toronto at different times. I just happened to be the first one there. Um, I think Broen came up, and then Jeremy, and then Mike. But Broen and and, uh, JG were already playing? Or they just knew each other? He was just watching them on stage in a leather jacket. Yeah, Mainly just watching them in the just weather watching, jacket. Just watching, playing. Yet. Okay, okay. You guys wait till Toronto to start playing, and and then how did you find each other there at clubs, or do they have something like the Recycler or shit like that? I think that uh, I think that you know whenever I moved there, um, we were we were working like nine to five jobs and shit. Yeah, same as we are now, and then just uh, you know since. Since we were friends and, and we're into music, I think Broen and I just said, let's start jamming after work. Oh, you kept you kept uh, in contact after you guys moved. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Okay, so after work, let's jam, okay? And then and that's when you got Brian on board? Yeah, Mike and Brian joined shortly thereafter. And you know, you know this band Dinosaur, right? Of course. They got sued by these guys from the Grateful Dead or, or something that were using the same name. So they had to add junior. Was there a Kiwi without the junior? Yeah. And we, uh, same situation. Some assholes made you stop. Sort of, but it was a promoter. It was one of our first big gigs. And the promoter was like, I almost didn't give you guys this show because I kept trying to Google your name and all these other groups came up. (laughs) 
Oh, thank God for promoters. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, April 17, 2021. Special guests, three of the four Kiwi Juniors. Hold tight for hour two. April 17, 2021. It's the second hour. Watch for Pedro. over coffee nothing says home like a basket of folded white shirts we can forgive but we will forget even when everyone talks about it the snake sleeps Past year, I gaze through the window. There is still poetry there. We can forgive, but we can't forget. No, not when. No one shuts up about it. Salary men sleep on public benches next to the street in their new suits. Shiny blue ties, polished black boots, scratchy red eyes in the morning. Crawl into the office, you can hear them sing. Good morning to the bosses, oh dead eyed snake.
entered a world of calm I fell into the pool from the balcony I've entered a world of calm And you nearly gave the game away I've entered a world of calm Water, bringer of life Sensation wash all over me.
Watford Pedro Show. Second hour. Start off with Salary Man Kiwi Jr. This ain't off the new record or latest record, people. This is off their first. Then we had Ben Salter out of Tasmania. I thought, yeah, do a bunch of England Commonwealth. You know, all these bands are connected. Uh, World of Calm. And then Lucas Abel out of Sydney with Mercedes Benz. Uh, Snez. Oh, she goes by ZZ Snez uh, Zabich. She's in Chicago. Virus. Uh, Kalinich and, Livet and Tiven out of Nashville with the Touch Sanity. The High Dials. This is off that comp from Montreal. Near life experience. And then Kiwi Jr. with Soft Water Apple. Little little tune. I, I kind of thought of the Minuteman a little bit when I heard that. These guys are having fun. Or Wire. Wire. That's the day. I heard of that. So, okay. Was that, that, when that promoter asked you to rename your band, was that your first Kiwi gig? Kiwi Jr. gig? First one outside of Toronto. Okay, okay, outside of Toronto. But what it was, was... In New York? It was in New York City, so we had this. We were intimidated, so we said, "Better just do what he says." Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about intimidating the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. But but, uh, what was the first Kiwi? Then what was it in Toronto? The first gig. Yeah, just at a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's your first gig, not just. How'd it go? It was okay, but the lights were all on. Like it was, I think it was at six p.m. and it hadn't gotten dark yet. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it didn't quite have the, the best atmosphere, if I remember correctly. Oh, wait, were the windows? Was the sun still coming through? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. You know what it's like when you're in a bar before the sun goes down. Yeah, you just can see how gross it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you know, work the room, and uh, I mean, you didn't get booed off or shit, right? No, we and it was like we had a, a few friends there and things. I think yeah. it went okay. Okay, so it's a success, man. I could tell you nightmare stories, <laughs> not, not so much in Canada. They were always nice to the bands I was in in Canada, but yeah, other places. Whew, we're talking. Cups of piss, sacks of shit, and puke. Used wow. used rubbers. What? Who's funny. carrying that around? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <it was> good. <laughs> I never thought of that. I thought they prepared it special for us, but maybe they were <laughs> carrying them around. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that that <coughs> excuse me that New York City gig that must have been. Oh, oh, it's not too far from Toronto, but it was probably part of a tour, right? No, it was a one-off. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. And did you drive or fly? We drove. I think so, it's like an eight-hour drive. Like, did you take the way through uh, Buffalo, through Niagara Falls and that shit? Probably, or, yeah. Or, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's more of a shortcut and stuff. Yeah. Okay, what what was it like? Your first big uh, gig out of the country, and it's a one-off. Did, did did that one go good? Was the sun coming through the windows? Brellin, do you want to answer this one? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Something happened? We had a great, we actually had a really good set. Uh, um, but before the set, 
I think we were, well, I was, I, maybe I was nervous and I, you know, I was still learning to play the drums at this point. And, uh, so I got kind of excited and I, I, you know, I drank a bunch of vodka and, a bu- and then to like, accidentally, kind of, accidentally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then to level that out, I drank a bunch of Red Bull to get me, um, you know, you know, up for playing the show. Right, the teeter totter. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, it's a, it was a battle I did not win. It was, um, the balancing act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the very last song, like we had a pretty, I think the set was good. It was like a great, like we were feeling good, but the very last song, I just kind of fell apart uh, at the back of the drums. Well, the, maybe the crowd thought that was supposed to happen. You know, the clo- I don't think so. <laughs> no, the closer, right? The closer, the finisher. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. I remember the, the funniest bit I remember is that you couldn't get it through your head in the moment that the song you know you're supposed to play the the snare in this song on the one and three ah and you Motown. and you kept playing it on the two and two and four right. so it kind of turned into this hoedown kind of uh, beat <laughs> cow punk yeah it's, you know TVI has a snare on the one oh yeah yeah. I wouldn't. I always think you. of James Brown. Well, of course, him and a lot of Motowns like that, you know. But but TV Stooges mixed in all kinds of shit in their music. Yeah, I met uh, brother Steve. Told me Yig told him, I want, oh, when they did Funhouse, right? I want Maceo on L. <laughs> okay, I want to play uh, uh, Domino. <laughs>
We will have a party into your grave. We'll dance, we'll sing into your grave. We will devour your body when you'll be there. That's not our guilt. We are just worms. We will have a party into your grave. We'll dance, we'll sing into your grave. We will devour your body when you'll be there.
some romantic moments from that f- first New York City Kiwi Junior gig. <laughs> Jumping into garbage sacks and off the Williamsburg or Pertnere, not all the way. So, uh, does this happen a lot? Did you meet other cats? You know, because in New York City, you know, people move all over the U.S. and they move there and they come together. Do people do that in Canada too? Like the big town? And then they're all from the same little town. Just oh, yeah. a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's a big thing here. Wow, wow. Because you already have a connection, and then you go to a big town with just a sea of people, and then, yeah, why not gravitate to catch you know? When, I'm, I'm curious. How does the songwriting go in Kiwi Jr.? Well, I usually, I write all the lyrics, and then the music we come up with as a band most of the time. Sometimes I have a chord structure in mind, um, but sometimes, you know, there are songs on the new record that um, Mike, the bass player, is not here. He write he wrote like the main riffs to, and then I'll just write lyrics over top of it and things like that. So it kind of varies song by song. But the words come 
first, second? It, again, like sometimes, okay. sometimes first, sometimes second. Are you one of them cats that like carry around a book, a notebook full of words? Uh, if they made a movie about me, they would probably do that. But in reality, I'm just writing bullshit into my phone. Okay. I'll make a point of that when I make the movie. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't want to bullshit people. And and uh, uh, what about, can I ask you about titles? When does the title of your songs come? Wow. Well, for some songs, like the song Made Marion's Toast on our new record, we had that song title before anything. Yeah, so that, I sat well, down that's and why I, I like, asked. I'm going to write a song called Made Marion's Toast. That's why I asked, because that's the way I've always written songs. And like hardly anybody have fucking talked to ask that question does that. They say they always put on the, you know, it's like the bass part. You put it on last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Bob Pollard does that sometimes, too. Just has a title and just writes it. Yeah, well, I need a title because I need focus. What the fuck? I got to bring up. Maybe it's because I'm writing them on the bass. And so it's kind of empty. And so I need a kind of focus and anchor. So I just ask that. Uh, you say a riff. So, uh, and, and it's coming from the bass man, right? Yeah. But then you say sometimes you have chords. So sometimes you write on the guitar? Yeah. I usually, I write on like, you know, everything on guitar that I write. Um, but yeah, sometimes like Michael... Mike will just be in practice and say, hey, I got this riff, and we'll just jam it out, you know? And uh, and then I'll take it home, and, and and maybe we'll have a recording of it, and I'll listen back to what we did at practice and things like that. And like refine it, play it out. And and how do you know when it's it's a keeper? It's one like, whoa, cut rope on this motherfucker. We're, we do that all the time, man. Yeah, that, I think that's okay. Yeah, we cut a lot of songs. Um, What's we have it called? a pretty good filter system, I think. It's called uh, separate. Uh, you know, farmers do it, right? The wheat from the chafe. That's right. Yes. <laughs> a double nickels on the dime. We, you know, because there's only three of us, so each guy had a side. So what do we call the fourth side? Side chafe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's why I had you on the show so I could fucking tell you that. <laughs> I've been waiting 45 minutes no 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 no, no. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour April 17th 2021 edition of the Watt for Peter show special guest Kiwi Jr. hold tight for hour three April 17th 2021 it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show
From Pedro Show started off the third hour. Only here for a haircut. Kiwi Jr. That nice cat. Here's stuff from Canada. Uh, I think this is a Toronto band. Bulldozer. And they Prince Harry, Sea of Trees. Uh, Sun Watchers with Zygotic Boogie. Uh, Kiwi Jr. with Norma Jean's Jacket. Marilyn Monroe, right? Uh, where'd you get the name Kiwi? Usually, I remember Australian guys calling people from New Zealand that. Yeah. I think that I, I used to have a rehearsal. I used to live in Montreal, and I had a 
I had a rehearsal space that I shared with this real weird dude, and he had a band called Coco, and I was in a band at the time called Boxer the Horse, and I was so jealous of how simple his name sounded, Coco, because yeah. I had this big dumb name. And so when I started this new band, I wanted to keep it really small and kind of cute. And so we had Kiwi. And then, like I said, we had to add the junior. Yeah, because of the promoter, right? You can't Google it. Man, what a... Well, you know, New York City promoters can be a trip. I remember one time, like the Ritz was the biggest punk gig you could play at the time. And it was Friday night. We sold it out. So I'm seeing the boss at the end it settle. How'd we do? It's clean. That's old vaudeville word for sellout, right? And I, <laughs> and I said, that's good, right? He said, what's tonight? I said, Friday. He said, there's only 52 Fridays a year. It better be good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got very quiet. <laughs> 52 Fridays. I like that. <laughs> profound. <laughs> there's 52 Sundays and Mondays also. <laughs> <laughs> so, because uh, getting into touring and stuff, have you guys gone back home to play the the hometown? Yeah, we always have terrible gigs. You know that happens to a lot of cats, myself included. Sometimes the home, because they kind of take you for granted, right? Yeah, well, where I, we where we come from, like uh, it's pretty common for bands to go on at like. 12 30 p.m or like midnight a. M. um yeah. at which a.m yeah so at which point like everyone there is quite drunk and uh you know rowdy and whatnot so it just makes for uh not the best shows really <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so maybe some all ages shows <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know but when you tour is there gigs in between, or it's just a big old hell ride? You gotta, you know, like when you're routing them, like when I do a U.S. tour and stuff. I mean, there are some big stretches, especially in the West, but I, there are places like Boise and Salt Lake City. I can feel it. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, this might not even be good for the listeners. This is like a band to band, man to man talk. Well, we haven't had a chance to tour much at all, to be honest, man. Like, obviously, we haven't been able to tour this record because well, it came yeah, out of course. <laughs> during the year. But our, for our first record, like, like I said, like, we're, we're we got day jobs, and I only have a handful of time off that I can take a year. So we're playing as many gigs as we can ah, on weekends and stuff. Sure. But we haven't done like a big old U.S. tour or anything like or, that. Or big Can Canadian. What's it called? The four hundred one. You got That's this it. fucking road. That, it's a buttload <laughs> of miles, man. It, 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 I mean, you know what I mean? It goes all the way from coast to coast. And I've been all the way to the west one, but not the east one yet. I will, though, one day. And uh, that, 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 I was just trying to get a little bit of insight there. L let, let's play uh, Nashville. <laughs> this goes with Omaha, right? <laughs> I'm turning up this invitation to join you at the shoreline. Come and meet your new relations. Take it easy, man, on the white wine. If you're sewing wings to your dress, 
Why don't you fucking grow up?
gonna pay you back But how can you trust a hippie like that? music for this edition kiwi jr doing nashville wed then uh crab with the e at the end right Vry maniac maniac maybe it's maniac huh? do blues sorry for pardon my hard on with the fucking terrible language problem uh propping burger from black Le- uh, ledgery sam wicka remix Gladys Laser with ONN and Space Face, Chemical C, and finally Kiwi Jr. waiting in line. So you know, Canada made it very easy for U.S. bands to come play there. And then we made it way harder for Canadian guys to come play. What's that about? Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely think, I like when Trump got elected, the price for uh, work visas went through the roof. Yeah, right. right. Canadian. And more than that, like, you have to, like, submit a paper saying why you should be worthy enough or some shit like this, right? You have to kind of sell it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that doesn't even guarantee you entry. You still have to kind of deal with the border guards and and get through. It's it's a bit of a nightmare. I, I don't understand that. There's this green lady with the torch in her hand and her tablets. (laughs) <laughs> is that a taunt is that bullshit 
<laughs> no, I really don't think it's fair. I mean, you, you know, if anything, you want music connects between lands because, you know, that's when people are a little fucking civil with each other. If you don't like a band, you just leave, right? You don't have to murder the man, people. But at least let them get turned on and see what's up. Uh, it's a, it's a grievous, egregious. I don't like it. I don't like it. And, uh, nobody picks where they're fucking born. And what? And why are you afraid of shit like that? You know what's with these people? What, what are they afraid of? You're gonna poison some minds? Yeah. Anyway, Kiwi, Kiwi's Kiwi's gonna cross the border and steal all the jobs. That that too. <laughs> <laughs> that also. So. Kiwi uh, Kiwi Juniors had some time uh, because you know they don't aren't tempted with touring and stuff because of the situation. So have you guys been uh, composing? Have you been uh, writing? What about practice? Do you practice? No, we don't. We we're like in um, Toronto is pretty affected by the pandemic right yeah, now. I know, and, I know, uh, I know. Stay at home orders and stuff. So like we're not we're not doing much i'm right you know well what about trading files like that hey here here's my like do you make demos for the rest of the guys yeah yeah we've been sending stuff around in the on, on the email gmail and stuff like that so you you're looking at a third record oh big time yeah hopefully this summer we can uh if it's safe we'll right, get into right. the studio and you think you're going to be writing a lot of stuff i mean they're not old songs right they're songs that are being done in the last year yeah, new stuff, but I'm finding it tricky. Like, I wrote a lot of the lyrics on the last record, um, you know, just like on my lunch break at work, just in a busy food court looking around, getting ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, it's hard just to be sat at your kitchen table, you know. Sure, Thinking, sure. huh, let's write, a, let's write a song. What's an interesting topic to write about? Kind of starved for inspiration a little bit um, with the lockdown and things like that. But we're working at it. What about you, Brian? Uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's the same thing. Uh, we're just cooped up at home, so it's tricky to... It's, it's hard to be inspired or motivated when you're living kind of like a Groundhog Day-style life. And, and bro, every day is the same. Yeah, I, yeah, I can relate. And Brohan... Yeah, same as these two. I mean, I I'm trying. Which I I think we've been trying to make demos and send them to each other, and to varying degrees of success and and responses from everyone. Yeah, there's nothing like sending a demo and, <laughs> and there's just no replies to the email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Instead of some like belligerent criticism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, any response at all would be welcome. Yeah, then the, 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 the deafening silence. Yeah, okay. And then we get like Mike, right? We don't know about Bassman Mike. He's fucking <laughs> just trying to guess all his shit. But but you know what? In a way, it, it, it's it's a way of documenting the experience. You know, and 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 in, for me, music has been a lifeline. Yeah, it's a little tough to do, but man, without it, I'd really be going out of my fucking brain. So. I'm not saying you have to grow up to be like me, but I, I really lean on music to help me through a sitch like this. And uh, But you guys don't sound too bummed out. You don't want to quit the band. No. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big pause there. I was, a delay. Getting, <laughs> I was getting a little scared there. Okay, so when this third record comes out, will you guys come back on the show and we can play it, talk to it? 
maybe strangle Hell the yeah. bass player, bring him on here, and make him do yeah, sign we'll make language. Mike do all the talking. Yeah, make him do all the spiel. <laughs> but it's really been bitching to have Jan, and then uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what this third one's going to be like. I bet you it's going to be different than the other two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on, guys. And and keep on keeping on, please. Thanks, thanks for having us, Watt. Okay. Yeah, thank thanks, Watt. Absolutely. Uh, April 17, 2021 edition, Watt Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.